Hello, and welcome to a special episode of the Manx Theatre Podcast with me, Neil Callan. And me, Neil King. So this week's episode is all about Theatre Fest 19. Yes. Uh, thank you then to everyone again who's listened to all our previous episodes. If you're new to the podcast, welcome along, and thanks for joining us. You can still listen to all of our previous episodes through our accounts on Facebook and Instagram, as well through Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and manxradio.com forward slash podcasts. Yeah, so coming up in this week's episode, in Act 1, I speak to Lisa Kreisky and Chrissy Sutcliffe. So they are the organisers, main kind of driving force behind Theatre Fest with their company Stage Door Entertainment. And then in Act 2, uh, Neil speaks with Michael Bonner, who is the writer of the winning play from this year's writing competition that's going to be performed on the opening night of Theatre Fest. So it's going to be really interesting to get that because we haven't had a chance really to speak to any uh, any writers yet, do we? No, it's great. I found it really interesting as well, actually. Yeah. Um, and it's nice. Mike is obviously better known as an actor on the Isle of Man. Yes. Yeah, so it's nice to hear him kind of discover that other side of himself really and um, yeah the, the conversation was really good yeah it is i mean I, it's it's something that that's really interesting with, with theater fest every year they they run this this writing competition and it happens sort of in the the january february time of the year and the winning entry from that competition then gets performed on the opening night of, of theater fest and it's it's great to see these 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 pieces of, of new work being performed for the first time i was involved last year yeah which which right. was great and uh, i was i performed in the in the the winning piece it was great, great being on stage and performing that character for the first time and having no, no preconceived ideas of, of how the character should be played or that you've seen someone else play before and thinking, well, I kind of need to do a little bit of that. So. And was the writer involved when you did it last year? No, no, he wasn't. He was actually based in, in the UK. Okay. Uh, he's a guy called Adam Paul Levy, and he, he actually came over to, to watch the, the performance. Oh, now, for, for that one last year, we did it both in the studio theatre on the Friday night but um, something that Chrissy and Lisa like to do with Theatre Fest is they like to do it as a bit of a, a promenade theatre with it as well. So they like to take that winning performance and sort of, they do it in the, the theatre place, but also they like to take it out and they like to perform them somewhere else as well. So I think two years ago, they did one in, in a pub. So it was the Rover's Return. That's where it was. They, so they did a play, literally rocked up in, into, in the Rover's Return and they're performing the play in the middle of the pub. And there was a few people like, what? But you know, everyone seemed to, to really enjoy it. And then last year with this piece, because that we did, it was called An Order of Lunacy. And it was set very much in the, in the thick of the Victorian period. So on the Sunday, we went up to the, uh, the Grove Museum in Ramsey and performed it there as a piece of promenade theatre. So they met us for the first scene outside of the house and then they followed us upstairs into the bedrooms and then into other areas of the house. And it was, it was really interesting. It was really, as, as an actor, it was quite scary, but also quite exciting because you know, when you stood there, when you when you when you look at the gaiety stage, there's a good twenty foot between you. Even if you stood at the very front of the stage, there's you, there's the pit, there's a f- and then it's, you know there's a space before the front row of the audience. When you're doing promenade theatre like this, there are inches. <laughs> you can smell the people looking yeah. over your shoulders. My character was was very particular about his watch and the, and his timepiece and the timekeepers. And I'm stood there in the first performance, and I realised that the battery wasn't had gone in my watch, and the the watch was wrong on the time. I think it's the second performance. I had to readjust the time because I thought there'd be <laughs> someone looking over my shoulder, going, "Should be seven o'clock on that watch, but it's not." <laughs> but yeah, it's so interesting doing theatre in different places. I, I really like that. Yeah. Obviously so. Do it a bit more. Yeah. Obviously, it's quite hard to do. You can't just turn up and do it. But yeah. 
Yeah, I mean that's it. You've, you've got to you've got to pick the right piece for the, for the right place. And yeah, I'd like to get and do a bit of bit of theatre in the round as well. That'd be great. Yeah, I've done that actually. I've done a done a play in the round, and it was it was really good, really good. Yeah. Hot, quite hard to um, rehearse, but yeah, it's it's really fun actually. Yeah, you just have to think about your kind of stagecraft in a totally different way. Yeah, yeah, because you know there's there's no upstage and downstage no. quite the same because there are people all around you. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a great idea for for a play at the at the Villa Marina, but that's a that's a conversation for another day. Okay, <laughs> and I believe you're in a play this year as well. Yes, yes, I am. I was I was uh, fortunate enough to be asked to, to be taken part in, in this play. Um, it's very difficult to talk about without giving too much of yeah. it away, but it's uh, it's great once again to to be uh, in in a brand new piece playing a character that's never been played by anyone else before, and having Mike, a local writer this time as well, and. Yeah. He's coming down to our rehearsals next week, so having him on hand to, to, to go, what did you mean when you wrote this? Yeah. It's going to be quite interesting and, and, and nice, nice to do. It'd be fantastic. And yeah, so he talks about, um, in the, the later chat, he talks about kind of pulling the play together, his inspiration, and uh, how he's actually just passed it over to stage door entertainment. Because I yeah. thought he'd be a bit more involved. But uh, So like last year, the writer just gives it to stage door. Yes. Run away, run with it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, so Chrissy and uh, and Lisa are co-directing this mm-hmm. year, but uh, I mean, as they they say in their own piece, they they do share a brain. Yeah. So they, <laughs> even though directing separately, they'll sort of come into rehearsal. You know, Chrissy won't be there one night, or Lisa won't be there another night, and Chrissy will set a bit, and then Lisa will set a bit, and they'll look at it and they go, well, you know, that's exactly how I would have done it. Yeah. So that's that, that's really interesting <laughs> to see how that dynamic works between the pair of them. So right. So should we have a listen to Lisa and Chrissy's conversation with myself? Um, so this is really good. So Theatre Fest is made up of four parts, really. So the Friday and the Saturday night, two events each day. Um, so in our in my conversation with Lisa and Chrissy, they kind of talk through each piece. Um, yeah, so let's have a listen. Great. Chrissy, Lisa, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us, Neil. Absolutely. We're here to talk about Theatre Fest 19. Can you tell me... First of all, a little bit of an overview about the event. Theatre Fest is um, in its fifth year. It's an Isle of Man Arts Council sponsored project. We're really, really grateful for their sponsorship. It's a festival that promotes entirely new work for the theatre. So um, often if someone writes something new, it's very prohibitive uh, actually getting it on because people are frightened um, of putting on new things because you, you never know what's going to happen and are people going to come and watch it and and we find that yeah they do people really enjoy seeing seeing new things and I think that um, Isle of Man Arts Council and us as Stage Door Entertainment are one of the only sort of people that take on and embrace this challenge of new work and show that um, there is still lots of magnificent writing and um, composing going on all over the country and in fact we've had you know globally globally things as well so it's brilliant knowing the things that you know and we'll always love Andrew Lloyd Webber we'll always love Shakespeare but there are amazing brilliant things happening all the time and it's good to showcase that and that's what we do that's what Theatre Fest is. Where is the event and uh, what what are the dates for this year? So we're at Balakameen Studio Theatre and it's the 4th and 5th of October. So if we, can, if we can talk about the actual pieces that are on then. So first of all, on, on the Friday, is it we've got uh, Purgatory? That's right. Um, Purgatory is every year um, in conjunction with Theatre Fest, uh, the Isle of Man Arts Council run a writing competition and uh, the winning play is performed at Theatre Fest the following year. So our very own Manx Theatre favourite, Michael Bonner, uh, wrote a, sh- a play called Purgatory uh, and his play actually won last year. So it's it's a really interesting play. Um, it's slightly dark. Uh, it's really funny. It's kind of got a, a sort of supernatural element. Uh, you'll see some of the advertising. The advertising is a little bit spooky, a little bit. When, when we read it, first of all, we were like, oh, I don't really know what this is 
about and then we had a read through last week with our fabulous cast we've got an all local cast and we were a bit like oh i get it now it's one of those that you have you have to you have to hear it out loud to really get the little intricacies and there's some great twists and turns in it it's very um, exciting there's some like lovely not in jokes but jokes that anybody who lives on the isle of man will get and sort of we're very much laughing with the cast and laughing out loud actually but then suddenly on on like a, a sixpence it will turn and it becomes quite dark and a little bit frightening but in a in a kind of in Humorous a really exciting way, way. yeah that's it and it's it's very rare to, that new writers can have that platform mm-hmm, absolutely and like i say that's what theater fest is all about and seeing new things is it's just so so much fun and uh you know, being able to work for our cast, being able to work with uh, the writers still living is an absolutely brilliant thing because there's that added pressure too of like the person who wrote it is going to come and see it, you know. <laughs> that's that's a brilliant thing and that's one of the exciting, brilliant things about Theatre Fest. Can I say brilliant anymore? Could you say it a couple more times? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good word. That's great. And we're going to have a chat with Mike soon anyway, so he's going to tell us a bit more about the play itself. <clears throat> um, now, Lisa, what's the next um, event? So on the Friday, the second half of the Friday evening will be um, the Devised Project. So each year we bring over John Young, who is local boy done good. He's doing fantastic things over in the UK. And he comes over and spends a week putting together a Devised Project. So anybody can be in it. There's no auditions. People turn up. And you're in it, basically, which is really exciting for us because it brings new people into the theatre, people that haven't even necessarily been on stage before, but just have this passion for theatre and performing and maybe going outside their comfort zone, doing something different. We run two full day workshops on the Saturday and Sunday and then evening rehearsals for that week. And then on the Friday night, it's uh, it's on. This year, the theme is identity, which, of course, can be taken any which way and John's brilliant at um, creating something from the ideas of the cast so I, what identity means to you or to Chrissy might mean something completely different to me and this is what John's so good at is finding these little intricacies and although identity is this broad theme he's brilliant at bringing all the strings of our imaginations together to create this brilliant piece of theatre from nothing and again it's something completely original that comes from the cast. You know, there's no script, there's no plan, really. So the cast can take complete ownership of the piece that they've created, which you just don't get. You just don't get anywhere else. And he tends to put a bit of a local twist on things anyway, doesn't he? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, if that happens organically, then that's great. But as I say, there's there's no preconceptions for the piece. It just comes completely from the cast, directed and sort of honed by by John and he's just brilliant at doing that wow and that's such a rare thing to do in theatre isn't it you know even all that if you've really experienced <clears throat> pardon me it's very rare to get an opportunity to actually create something isn't it exactly Fantastic. I think the thing with um, the device piece it's always slightly terrifying that the week before there's nothing <laughs> we've got this half of the of the festival to fill and there's nothing but every year it's it arrives and it, it, it turns out to be something really interesting and um, really clever and it's always different yeah. it's always different there's no string sort of linking it from one year to another because we get different people involved every year some people obviously come back we have our sort of theatre fest alumni yeah. some people come back it's introducing new people our sort of tagline is new places new people new work because anybody can be involved in it 
and we, it can go to anywhere and be about anything, which is really, really exciting. And then on the Saturday, the next day, we have M is for Manx Cat, Chrissy. Okay, so this was a little bit of a crazy brainchild of mine. Um, <laughs> so there is a new Manx children's book. It's an it's a ABC book, um, and it's all about the Isle of Man. Um, just, you know, M is for Manx Cat, obviously, but uh, yeah, A is for Albert Tower, B is for Basking Shark, and it goes all through the alphabet. And just as I saw this book and obviously picked up a copy for my kids, I saw at the Gaiety a snail on a whale. And I thought, wow, wouldn't it be brilliant if we could do something that brings this book off the page because it's such a fab book. So anyway, I had a little think about it and we're putting together, I don't want to give too much away, but it's a story, it's an interactive kind of story really and it's a show for children. We're using Manx music, we're using um, songs, we're using uh, a, a device of two children who aren't from the Isle of Man coming to visit the Isle of Man and visit a, a relative on the Isle of Man and she happens to go through this book with them and show them all the brilliant things uh, that there are to see in the Isle of Man and it's just it's a bit of a, a fun you know it's just a fun story and a, a bit of escapism and something that that we hope that children will enjoy watching and, and being a part of or I should say that the book is by Gemma Yurtz and Kim G and the, the illustrations are really beautiful the rhymes are really clever and we just thought, we could, why not? Why not? How hard can it be to dramatise a children's book? When Chrissy said to me, I've got this brilliant idea, right? We're going to do this musical adaptation of Emma's and Manx Cat. I thought she was joking. I was like, what on earth are you talking about? And she tried to explain it to me and I didn't get it until we sat down the other day and we kind of went through and started scripting some of it. And I thought, do you know, actually, this should happen more often. It's completely original and it's so exciting. It's going to be really colourful, really vibrant. Um, a bit silly. Very silly. Well, it is us. Yes. You know, <laughs> standard. But um, it's. I'm really excited about it. Really excited. And I think that it's a real insight into Chrissy's brain, oh, which dear. is terrifying. <laughs> is. <laughs> so how did it work? Did you approach the, the writers then? The yes. Book, yeah, yeah I, I spoke to Gemma. I actually met Gemma randomly in a coffee shop. <laughs> and we just had a chat about it. She was really, really on board. Thought it was a great idea. We've met her again recently. And of course, the idea has gained and, and grown a little bit since then. And she's thrilled. She's really, really excited. I just think it's going to be a, a fun, slightly mad thing to watch and to like I said it's sort of going to be interactive so be involved in as well one of those shows where there is no fourth wall really the audience are part of the show and we're aware that they're there and we're just telling lovely things about the Isle of Man celebrating the Isle of Man why not it's a gorgeous day today on horizontal rain days we kind of think maybe not so much but let's celebrate the Isle of Man it's brilliant the final piece then uh, Lisa tell us about the mechanic Oh, the mechanic is very exciting. So it is written, it's a brand new musical that some of it's not even written down yet, it's so new, by Pat Cullen. Those of us who have uh, frequented the Guild would know Pat. She's um, she, she plays a lot in the Guild. She's a fantastic local musician. And she's written this wonderful musical, this charming musical about the TT in its heyday. Um, so it's based around this mechanic. It's it's a love story. It's about friendship. It's just beautiful music sung by four fantastic singers we've got Isaac Murta, Alex Maxwell, Hannah Clinton and Dandy Dancox I mean what more could you want they and they've just taken this music off the page and they're creating these characters and for our actors it's incredibly exciting to be able to work directly with the composer I mean who gets to do that you know we've been literally sitting 
with Pat and our singers. Some of the harmonies aren't written no. and she's very happy for them to say, oh, yes, just have, have a try, just mm. have a just play with that. some harmony there. So they're actually creating the harmonies as well. Yeah. I mean, they're a great bunch of singers and just to have this freedom to work with Pat and alongside her is absolutely fab. I also think that with singers and actors, young musicians that are coming up and, and maybe wanting to go on to do it as a career or even just develop themselves as singers or actors I think it's just an amazing opportunity and also for people to come and watch it it's a great opportunity to see these characters being created there's no there's no blueprint for it they are literally creating the characters from scratch for an audience and for a cast and for us as directors to see it sort of coming into its own is really exciting because what we're doing today could be completely different tomorrow so that that's just something you don't get an opportunity to do. The way we're presenting it as well, it's it's like a showcase version. We're presenting it, I think, in a quite a clever way, um, using sort of flashback and voiceover, and hopefully it will it will all work absolutely brilliantly. But in it always seems good in our heads, but then it usually works out, doesn't it? It, it usually works, works out. out. So, but we've got this. Yeah, we, the way that we're going to present it, I think, is going to be really unique as well, almost like talking pictures, and singing pictures. So, Lisa, where can we get tickets? You can get tickets um, at www.thestudiotheatre.im or call 600555. Now, I will mention that the tickets are very reasonably priced, but if you book for both days, you can get a festival ticket. So that's four shows for only £15. It's really good. I know. How amazing is that? Four brand new shows for less than you go and see a musical for. We should also say that if you want to be, if you... If Lisa talking about the device project has whetted your appetite and you fancy having having a go at being on stage or being involved, um, you can contact us directly at stagedoorentsiom at gmail.com and we are very, very much still looking for people to want to, who want to be involved in that project. Well, I look forward to the event. Can't wait. It all sounds great. Thanks so much for telling us all about it. And um, yeah, good luck. Thanks, Chrissy Thank and Lisa. Thank you. Thanks, Neil. Well, it was great then listening to that conversation with with Chrissy and Lisa. There's there's certainly a lot going on that weekend, and you know, you know, absolute bargain there. Those 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 two nights with with sort of four different pr- productions, all brand new writing as well. Fantastic, and uh, Lisa and Chrissy just so so much fun to be around as well. They are. Uh, they're very inspirational actually because they're always they're so committed to theatre really, uh, and they make things happen, which is which is amazing really. Yeah, and and as I mentioned before, we listened to to the uh, the, the interview there with, with Chrissy and Lisa that at previous years that. They've gone out and they, they've taken the play out into into the community to, to do a performance outside of the theatre, but uh, but this year it's a, it's a bit of a tricky one because I think the, the the place where it would automatically lend itself to with with the piece we probably couldn't do because of the fact that part of the centre of the story is around a plane crash and as we would want, probably want to then go and do at Ronald's way maybe doing a play about a plane crash in an airport it's probably not a good yeah, idea. It might just do a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so then, let's have a listen with your chat with Michael Bonner, who wrote the play, and uh, find uh, a little bit more about the writing process and how he came about the idea for it. So, right, here's Neil's chat with Mike Bonner. So, Mike, thank you for joining us thank in the you. studio. Thank you for having me. Yeah, very welcome. Are you, are you well? I am. I'm okay. Fantastic. I'm, okay. I'm getting by. Good stuff. So, we're here to talk about your play, Purgatory, which is being produced in Theatre Fest. 19 with Stage Door Entertainment. We're going to talk about a little bit about the play and about kind of writing in general, really. So first of all, can you tell us how this all came about? For quite a few years since Theatre Fest began, I've always supported it. 
Um, I've done a, a couple of performances with them, but also I've done photography and I've always been in the audience watching it. And I've always thought it was a, a great idea to bring unpublished work and to give people an opportunity, uh, whether that be writing or performance, where you get people doing improvised sessions and stuff like that. So I've always supported it. And this year I thought I would actually have a go at um, writing for the one act play competition and as fortune would have it i won the one act play writing competition i don't know how but i did <laughs> maybe nobody else entered maybe <laughs> maybe they did still counts yeah yeah it still counts it's still a win it's good because it's uh an international competition so anybody could enter the difficulty you've got with that as um writing a play is Anybody could put anything they wish in and sub submit it. My one went from scratch. I started November time last year. Uh, an offer went and uh, put it all together, doing lots of rewrites. And then I think the closing date was end of January, I think. Uh, and then we just waited to see what happens. And by the time I found out, I thought, oh, well, you know, it, it would it had taken a long time and I thought well I mustn't have got anywhere and that was it and then eventually when I did find out uh, obviously I was really pleased. So how, how did you approach it then? So is, is, first of all is this the first thing you've ever ever done really? No I've done odd bits where there's sort of uh, workshops where people do sort of playwriting workshops or short story workshops and sat in and done bits and pieces on that and also I, d I did a full uh, fledged play which was based on uh, supernatural events in the gaiety theatre but I still have that I haven't uh, really given it to anybody else to have a look into this time was the first sort of thing that I, I decided to do a proper enter a proper competition but also do it properly not just writing a story and then thinking there you go I'll put that in it was actually done where I would write and read it and rewrite again and rewrite again and rewrite again and rewrite again until I thought it would work but also that the characters that were involved in it came to life basically so I know everything about the characters in it now and how they would think how they would say things so it, it was good it's very therapeutic I've suffered from depression basically all my life and I found uh, writing as a, a brilliant therapy when people look at things like mindfulness and stuff like that in effect uh, writing this play was mindfulness you go into a position where you can control things uh, and I think anybody who does suffer from depression I think it's it's a great thing to look into I had a sort of setup where no matter how the day had gone I would come home and I set uh, a target a very simple target of writing a hundred words uh, about the day and a hundred words of the play and it was very very simple and sometimes you know you know what it's like you don't feel like doing anything you just want to get home have your tea watch telly go to bed repeat the process so with purgatory every single day i would come home and at some point i would go i need to do the 100 words to get it flowing i would write 100 words about the day and then i would go and write 100 words of purgatory now i could write more than that it was fine if i did write more than that but the sort of journal bit the 100 words about about the day that stopped at 100 purgatory could be a thousand words 
one bit sort of started me going and the other bit purgatory was the sort of mindfulness so it was um really good therapy i would recommend it to anybody you know write about anything i mean it's, it's quite a brave thing to do though because a lot of people if they are writing you're such a harsh critic on yourself you stop them and you think oh well that's no good yeah yeah you, so your method then makes you write something doesn't it and makes you do it yeah i think what you look at is you go okay um you've developed your characters and they have a conversation like we have a conversation now and if i'm writing about this conversation when i go home i'll write how i can remember it going and then i'll look at it read it again and and say i don't think neil wouldn't have said it like that i wouldn't have said it like that i wouldn't have used that words or this was a bit more sort of funny um so that was the rewriting of it i think i think for me writing is about rewriting it's about going back on it and going actually now nah, that's not funny is it and rewriting is um whenever you you look on sites for help with writing that's one of the big things with uh, stories is 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 it's not the writing it's the rewriting yeah so i come up with a story uh and um gradually developed it and developed the characters and um you know, some characters are based on people, but some of them, the two leading ladies in it, they're sort of not really based on anybody. They're just really brilliant uh, women. You know, you, you encounter strong uh, women with great characters. Uh, this is a, a mother and daughter situation. And it's that brilliant thing that women have and that mums and daughters have and the connection between each other. So that was the aim for the story. Where are we at the moment then? So I think you've had a, you've had a, is it one rehearsal you've done or one read through? I've had um, no connection oh, right, with okay. the play, basically. So it, it's gone over to Stage Door Entertainment. So Lisa Kreisky and uh, Chrissy Sutcliffe, they've done um, a read through, but now they're starting to rehearse. So I've had a little bit of contact with them saying what they think, uh, how happy basically they are with the play and that. One of the messages they said is that when I speak to you, we should say how brilliant the play is um, (laughs) on that. So I know the cast and I know Chrissy and Lisa will do a fantastic job. And I know the cast that's there. I'm really pleased with who Lisa and Chrissy have have actually cast in it. So I've had nothing to do with the casting of it. I have nothing to do with the rehearsing of it. I just basically did the easy bit, <laughs> which was uh, was was the writing. They do all the hard bit, basically. I think the good thing about that is you're not tempted to rewrite it then as you go, because I, I assume if you'd be so involved, you'd be going, oh, no, I want to change that line now, but you're not allowed yeah, to, yeah. are you? Yeah. Well, well, basically, um, the, the win and played has got some of the dialogue is slightly adjusted, just a couple of little bits, yeah. um, which I, you know, I thought actually... Although it's a supernatural story, there's a lot of humour in it. So the idea was to go back and and basically just little bits where the punchline could be make, made better. Uh, I've have done just tiny, very, very basically tiny bits, and I've give sort of an, an extra short scene, which helps to make a little bit more sense of things later on. Which is they have the option to use or on or not. It's like when people said, "Oh, who are you playing?" and I'm saying, "I'm not in it." And they go, why aren't you into it? And I said, I don't want to be in it. My enjoyment will be seeing what they do with it and what other people do with it. Um, So there's a, you know, there is a time for laying on hands and and not. And the people that 
that are directing and producing it they're fantastic so for me to go in and think oh no i should be this way or this yeah. way that that would be wrong they will do a fantastic job I've, I've i've no doubts about it as will the actors uh, and actresses and basically um you know i would sit and look at who they've cast and i wouldn't look at it and go oh, i could do better or anything like that you know i think they'll do a great job i'm looking forward to seeing abby williams because uh, i think she was a young actor of man yeah. And actually, if I, if I was thinking of somebody that would do the part that she's got brilliantly, it would be her. So that was actually sort of a bonus, you know, out of all the young people they could have got, that they actually got the one that I thought yeah. would be amazing. To be fair, the dialogue that she has, which is a back and forward sort of table tennis game with Paul Sellers, will be brilliant. It's meant to show characters 21 years old that, thing where people are very clever but also very funny and also very streetwise so it's that the way you can get young uh, young people now and it's that wonderful mix brilliant so we've uh, mentioned abby so can you tell us who else is in the, the play lisa chrysan paul sellers toby smith and neil callan neil callan yeah i've never heard of him yeah yeah neil callan. <laughs> well it the thing is uh the thing is with three doctors in it uh, on the sort of the male style side paul toby and neil we can't really give too much away because that tends to spoil it yeah. a bit especially with a supernatural thing mm -hmm. what i can say about it is if you don't like flying then you might like flying less <laughs> after you've seen the play if you've seen the the films of m night Shyamalan, and if you like the short stories of stephen king then you'll like this you'll be in for a, a nice um, supernatural ride on it but in the same way as they tend to have humour thrown in all the way through it, it's I've tried to do the same it's like life where people can laugh at things uh, that you maybe think you shouldn't do it all the way through it all it'll flow and there's nice little bits that come back to you Chrissy sent me a message the other night asking me about a particular line and she said, is this what happens with that? Is that why that happens? And I said, yes. And she said, oh, I've got goosebumps there. <laughs> so goosebumps bumps yeah. is what you're after yeah. on that. So that's, that's really good. Yeah, as as you said, you don't want to tell us too much about the actual story. But that give, I think that gives a good feel about kind of the feel for the show anyway. Over here, you, you occasionally see psychics and mediums come to the gaiety and, you know, they have nights where people get in, in touch with the departed and stuff like that. It's somebody who thinks they have developed psychic ability. So it's somebody who thinks they can speak to the departed and you're not really sure if they can. Um, and that will carry all the way through. It's one of those things where you a little knowledge yeah, it can be a bad thing without giving too much away. It, it's been good with, um, with this in that I've come at it writing-wise from a, a different angle than you would normally expect. I've worked with a lot of directors, look, a lot of musical directors, so um, staging became a big uh, part of how I wrote it. Yeah. So I wrote it as a play rather than just a story. So I would sit and look and, and go, well, how, how would we be able to stage this? Yeah. Um, obviously, you look at cost, because yeah. there's, there's, there's the part about entering and getting to Theatre Fest and winning, the prize being is that you get, your play staged and there's but there's also the side is what if if i don't win do i want to put this play on so there's that side so with that in mind you look at it uh, on a budget so if i was budgeting to do this 
um, how would I do it? So the the aim was to go, okay, I've worked with you know directors like John Cumberledge, Tony Finnegan, Anthony Williams, you know, West End uh, directors like uh, Tara Wilkinson, and you would look how they stage things and go, how can I stage it? but a lot cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> if we were doing it as, say, a five or six-handed play in um, Village Hall yeah, uh, to get it on, to get it on stage. So that was part of how it was written. And I think that's a little bit easier um, than writing a novel and, you know, you're putting all kinds of things into it. If you're writing a, a one-act play, you go, okay, how do we stage this? How do we stage this at a reasonable cost? But as luck would have it, by winning Theatre Fest, that wasn't a problem. You know, it's going to be staged at Balakameen. Yeah. It will be a budget for a one-act play. All the rehearsal and all that aspects is, is all done for me. So that's uh, it's, uh, it is a great prize to win. And the studio theatre there is brilliant, I think. It's oh, great yeah. space, isn't it? yeah. Yeah, it's for this play. It's it's absolutely ideal. I mean, the difficulty is will will be obviously it's all right writing a play and and getting the place. It's it's getting bums on seats, which is the same absolutely with everything. I can hand on heart say, especially with the cast that we've got and with the directors, that you will enjoy it. If you come along, you won't be disappointed. I think um, tickets are ten pound. Uh, and that's two two productions on one night, or you can spend fifteen pound and see four productions over two nights, which works out at three pounds seventy five a show, yeah. which is pretty good going. Very affordable, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. And this, like you said, this is brand new content as well. I all think the, all the four, shows. That, yeah, yeah. Four premieres. Yeah. Uh, which is is really good going. Um, you know, people will pay and go and visit the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Yeah. Um, pay to go and stay in a hotel and stuff like that. Well, you can go down to Balakameen yeah. and it'll cost you three, three, yeah. three pounds seventy five a performance. It has that vibe as well, that kind of fringe yeah. festival, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's the idea with it. You know, there'll be improv uh, performance directed by John Young beforehand, mm-hmm. and that gives people of all abilities and all experience to perform. And there's uh, couple of shows the next day uh one about a musical about manx cats and one musical about motorbikes what more could you uh could you actually <laughs> all the bases, you? <laughs> yeah i'll be i'll be going to to all of them i get a kick out of seeing yeah. new actors mm-hmm. and and new productions and stuff like that so it, it is a great thing but it needs to be you know we all love when we're, when we're in productions we all love to to get people in we all love to ask people to come and see our stuff it's going to see other people's stuff yeah. is the thing it'll be quite funny that i'll also be taking photograph of it so normally you have problems with people over you know where you should take photographs and stuff like that but i won't have any problem <laughs> with this one <laughs> i'll just go no i think you're fine i'll just stand there yes. <laughs> uh, yeah so that that'll be fun i'm looking forward to to doing the photography uh, side of, of you know my own play which is just it's just crazy really to be able to be in a position to do that I've already done the photograph which goes on the uh, the artwork for the production which is based on uh, a tree you'll, you'll see on Facebook and on Twitter and stuff it's a tree with um, some balloons floating in it you can actually see the tree you can't see the balloons but you can see the tree if you go to Glen Helen it's one of those things it's a tree in a really strange position 
Um, it looks like it's on a, a mound. Um, so when we were walking up there, I said to my wife, I said, oh, that'd be a good idea for a story. So there's, there's two or three stories going to come out of that tree. Yeah. So it'd be quite interesting. If you were up there, you'd be able to, able to see it. There's uh, one I think we were talking about the other day about a, a gothic poem um, about a vampire. Mm-hmm. And, and that's also based on the yeah. tree. So it's a lot of stuff that you can, um, you can get out of your head and onto paper, which is good fun. This is your first writing experience. You're more known for, for actual acting. Um, you've been in a lot of shows now my question is to you because i we never talk about actual writing and kind of plays musicals themselves obviously you can you can be in a musical you can love it and you think that script's pretty rubbish but from you from the things you've been in what what were the shows where you're in and you thought oh this is a great script or this is a really good story i I think you know pretty much every big musical i think i've that got to be uh, replicated over here uh, I've been in. I think the only one I regretted sort of not being in at all was Miss Saigon, mm-hmm. which is like one of my favourite musicals. The one that I was started too late to be in it was Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. Sweeney Todd is it, you know, again, absolutely one of my favourites. It's just um, I seen Michael Ball and Imelda Staunton on the West End, they were just fantastic. I think Tony Hawks and Sarah Holland did it over here, um, and they were amazing. And it wasn't for a couple of years after that that I started. I started pretty late in life. Mm. Um, you know, I was mid-40s before I actually got on stage, and that was Jesus Christ Superstar, which, again, is just absolutely fantastic. And there's a story about, I always say about watching tony hawks play pontius Pilate, and i was standing in the wings and i'd been lucky enough to to it was my first show and i got a principal role playing simon zalotus and i watched tony hawk sit in the middle of the stage just on his own and sang Pilate's song and then later on he did the the lashes uh, and i thought wouldn't it be amazing to actually to get to do that how amazing is he how fantastic and thought so I would never, I'd never get to do that. And then fast forward to just a couple of years ago where I had the cheek to audition for mm-hmm. um, for Pontius Pilate in Tony Finnegan's fantastic production of uh, Jesus Christ Superstar and I got it. It was just an absolute fantastic moment playing opposite Matt Creer as Jesus and actually holding Matt Creer on stage after the lashes and it was just probably the the best experience. I mean I've had lots of amazing experience but as a personal point to be to go full circle and to do that. And then I did chess just about a year and a half ago. And that again that was full circle because I'd watched chess and that was sort of the first thing that I thought that's fantastic aren't they fantastic yeah. over here the talent was amazing and and i thought well if if you know, we always get this expression where people say you know it's west end quality and i thought well if it's not west end quality how good must west end be so again fast forward and i ended up playing the uh, molokov in in chess and it was just 
I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it with Jesus Christ Superstar. I, I tend not to believe most things. Mm-hmm. I tend not to expect it to get any roles that I get, and they always come as a, a surprise. Story-wise, obviously, I like chess. Chess was, was a bit convoluted, but it come back at the right time with all the, the Cold War advancing again. Yeah. Uh, so that was great. Jesus Christ Superstar is obviously based on the you know the greatest story ever told, so that's amazing. We did Sunset Boulevard, Phantom of the Opera. The thing about Sunset Boulevard, it, it taught me how to be still on stage and that be all right. Mm-hmm. So I, I would spend long periods on stage as as the the butler just standing there, yeah. just observing but being in a, a total stillness. And John Cumberledge, you know, showed me how to do that. And I was just, I was just like, how can I just stand there? <laughs> and I would get this deep fear that I was standing there and my flies were down. <laughs> uh, and because you you weren't moving that, you would think, are my flies down? <laughs> and you were standing in the middle of the stage at the back and you'd think there's just temptation to check. But I'd, I've, done, I've been lucky enough to do lots. I mean, this year I haven't auditioned for either the musicals that are coming on. It's a little, little bit of a rest on that. And sometimes you go, oh, that's going to feel bad. That's going to feel bad next February and, and April and May. Um, so far, it hasn't. I'm, I'm trying to do more of this sort of writing side and generally just get, um, get well in, in general with stuff. So there'll be a, uh, some more writing. Um, I've got something that I'm putting together about a story about the time of the Beatles. That will be sort of good fun. It might be something that I might sort of do as my, uh, myself in it or uh, play a part in it or it might be just pass it on to somebody else. Uh, I think the difficulty with everything is get, getting other people to read mm-hmm. what you do because there's the stuff... I've done and you've passed on to people and people tend to be either all all of a sudden become super critics yeah uh, about writing and you go well I don't think you've written everything yeah. or they never they never read it yeah and it just they've never picked it up so I think um, which you'd prefer to that <laughs> <laughs> do this is it but I, what I would say is is as a a source of mindfulness like writing is absolutely superb and and the best way is to sit down and to begin and to write and don't worry about it being wrong yeah just go over it again and do it again and again and again and there's there's some parts that I've gone back on and and said it was better the first time and I've rewritten it sort of six or seven times and you just go no that bit there needs to go back because obviously um I'm not a writer so I needed to do all those things to try and get it right because I fully expected it to get nowhere. <laughs> that gives you a bit of freedom, though, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Freedom, yeah, yeah. Because now I can, you know, normally if you write stuff and and people don't bother reading it or it's difficulty to get people to to read it, you think therefore it's because it's bad. But once if you've been entered the competition and it's won the competition, you can at least talk about it. If you get me, yeah. Um, because it. It is because it, it's one, so that that's a great thing. So I I would always say it's a great escape 
and I was reading an article by Neil Gaiman and and it says you know it, it's a great escape from the world you can invent uh, another world with dragons and wizards and all kinds of stuff yeah. um you know if you look at Stephen King he you know all these amazing worlds which is uh, uh to get away from sort of what is tends to be a quite difficult world that we're in uh on that and that that was the great thing I, I really come into a moment where I was just sort of enjoying getting home from work yeah. to be able to do the hundred words and I would get my hundred words out the way then I would start on uh, the hundred words from purgatory and then you know I'd be still writing ages later and feeling a lot better about the day so I would thoroughly recommend anybody to to get into writing so I'm looking forward so looking forward to seeing play it's it's going to be sort of amazing to see because it will be uh characters that i created that i've grown to love uh, even the bad characters and it is <laughs> even the nasty ones and to be able to see that you know in 3d basically come to life uh, and all the little, little bit, bits and pieces that go that'll be amazing and also to female characters because normally as a bloke you would you know you have heroes yeah this this is definitely the strength is in the the female characters um the mother and daughter combo and um i'm looking forward to see how that chemistry works with uh lisa and abby well thanks so much for talking to us uh good luck with the, with the play thank you and um, yeah thanks for coming in yeah thank Cheers, you mike. very much thank you bye well that was great then listening listening to mike and listen to his, his process and and, and you know is his also his, his other experience and his, and his influences i guess yeah it's really interesting uh, the way he's approached it uh, like he touches about um how he's had depression in the past as well and how writing's a really good tool to kind of help right. help get beyond that as well so um really interesting mm. yeah so thank you mike for uh, talking to us yes cheers mike right then with that then that brings us to the end of our another episode yeah it's been a good one so remember then to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages to get notifications of upcoming episodes and events. Yeah, and if you have any questions about the podcast, as usual, uh, please contact us on our social media accounts or email manxtheaterpodcast at gmail.com. All that remains is just for us to say thank you for listening, and we hope you join us again next time on the Manx Theatre Podcast. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.